You are representing farmer co-ops right now, and that necessarily goes to fertilizer and fuel. That's got to be something that you were struggling with on a regular basis. Well, it is. You know, it's a tough time to be the person across from the desk talking to farmers about fertilizer and seed costs and fuel costs, which is the other thing that farmer co-ops do. A few months ago, my leadership was very nervous that they might not even get product for the 2022 crop. I think we're by that product is going to be generally available. The price that is going to be charged for that product is, you know, Farm Bureau says it's up 17%. I actually think that's a very conservative number. I think it's probably higher than that. This is going to be hard to overcome. We've got pretty good prices for corn, wheat, and soybeans right now, uh, and that's going to make up for some of that. I worry about the times then when commodity prices return back to more normal level. We need to get these input prices down or we're going to be in big trouble. But but you're optimistic about supply. Yeah, I think we're going to get what the farmer needs for this year. Generally, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't want to walk in there at the end of May and say, oh, I've decided to plant corn here on this back pasture. Get me my nitrogen. I'm not saying that, but when there's there's been planning and communication involved. I think the product is available. The price is the problem. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the conversations has been about knocking out some CRP acres. And, yeah, you know, whether it's CRP acres or whether it's ground that just didn't produce real well, do you have a sense, because you are so connected to co-ops, about whether or not farmers are maybe going to knock out? I mean, the number that's been passed around has been a couple of million acres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there, there's a possibility. Secretary Vilsack has been very uh, diligent about saying, I want to get higher acres in the CRP. And he's, in fact, there's been a CRP sign-up that's been ongoing here over the last several weeks. I think his goals probably changed more from let's get more acres into the CRP to let's try and hang on to something close to what we have now so that we don't lose that two or three million acres and I think could actually take us down to close to, what, 22 million acres total CRP. Yeah, so tough I, sell to try and get somebody in this environment to be signing up more CRP acres. Yeah, it, you know, and what kind of rental price does it take to, in today's world? It, it takes a lot, probably more than what Vilsack has budgeted for this kind of purpose. So his goal, and I think probably the proper goal, is just to try and make sure we don't lose a huge amount of our CRP acres, knowing that some of this is going to transition out and farmers are going to try and plant a crop. I would note a lot of that is going to be wheat land, uh, probably not land here in the Midwest, but more more kind of western wheat country. Something that you touched on in the midst of your talk this morning uh, was about transportation. Gosh, there's been a lot of conversation about supply chain issues and Vilsack knocking out some extra space at ports on the West Coast. But how about domestically? You know, just getting stuff back and forth across the country. You know, we hear all kinds of different numbers. One recently was we're 80,000 truck drivers short. And I'm a big free enterprise guy. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I'm asking, can't we get, like, the National Guard? I mean, they drive trucks all over the place. Hate to see the government have to get involved in in something like that. But the question is, how drastic does the situation need to be before the government has to get involved? Well, it's a fair question, Rob. I will tell you, in my kind of informal surveys of membership of of those running larger co-ops out there, this is their number one issue. Labor, but then a finer point is you've identified CDL drivers, someone that you can send down the road with a fertilizer truck or the people that are delivering, you know, product into the plants. It's it's their number one challenge of running a viable company at, at this stage in the process. Well, and some are saying it's kind of at the core of a lot of our issues. I think it is, and we've tried to get 
get involved, most of your CDL requirements are done at the state level. And I probably am not ready to say the federal government ought to take over that CDL kind of certification. But we, you know, we've been involved in a number of federal efforts to try and encourage maybe I say easing of the standards and I say that carefully because we don't you know we don't want a, a bunch of untrained truck drivers on the road I, this is not where I'm headed with his comment but sometimes there are other barriers that we just kind of make sure that other than the core safety issues and knowing how to operate that equipment try and remove all the other barriers because we need drivers in the worst way we really do on an optimistic note, yeah, uh, some of the things that we're talking about here, we've got a midterm election coming up. At last count, I think there were 30 members of the House, who had, Democrats, who had decided not to run again. So it looks like the midterm election might change things. Would that make it easier to get some of this stuff done, like the farm bill? Well, it's a great question, Rob. You know, I, let, me, let me just say, our organization works with both sides of the aisle. We are the voice of farmer co-ops and the voice of farmers, no matter who's in charge. And we need people to do that because we are a divided country today and elections are going to ebb and flow for each party. Again, our job is to be the farmer's voice. Now, having said that, I share your point of view that uh, it's going to be a rough midterm election for the Democrats, particularly in the House of Representatives. I think, you know, now they're saying as many as 50 to 60 House mm -hmm. Democratic seats today are in play for a switch. Now, not all of them will switch, but the fact that there are that many in play and you only need, what, three or four to switch, that's not good news for the Democratic Party. I told the group today, we've got a lot of problems, and I identified some of those problems, and I said one of the big problems in farming is that farmers have a lot in common with Joe Biden and that we've got problems and he's got a big problem because he's the man in charge. This is a tough time to be in charge. And I think the consequences for being in charge for his party are going to weigh very, very heavily on them this fall. Chuck Connor, what a great opportunity to sit down and talk with you. He's the president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives and former undersecretary USDA under George W. Bush. So a lot of perspective there. Chuck, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate you having me on today. Podcasts by Federated Media.